blossom underneath the cloudless sky And I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply Oh, I am dwelling now for Sounds from Beulah Land, sponsored by Beulah Land Baptist Church under the direction of Dr. Leroy Howe, Senior Pastor. The church is located quarter mile west of 59 on Highway 96 in Queen City, Texas. Here is Dr. Howe. Thank you, Michael. Good morning, radio friends. We're certainly glad to have you tuned in today. We believe that the program today is going to be a real blessing to your heart. We pray that you'll pray for us as we produce this program, that it will accomplish that which we want, the Lord wants us to, to accomplish. We want it to touch lives of both saved and unsaved folks. We like to touch the unsaved for Jesus, that they might receive him as Savior, and those of his children that we might be encouraged to walk even closer to the Lord. Well, last Sunday we told you that we were going to have revival beginning uh, this past week, and sure enough, we have been in revival. Uh, as you, as I make this program, I'm making it on a Tuesday, getting ready for today. So we're just beginning during, into our revival. We just had Sunday and Monday night services, and we've already had four edition, and God's moving in our services. And we'd certainly like you to come be with us as you hear this program. We'll only have one day left, and that's tomorrow, which is Sunday. And so we just, uh, well, tonight and then, uh, next, and then tomorrow. So you come be with us tonight. We'll be having services at 7 o'clock. And you come be with us. And we believe that I know you'll be a blessing to us by being in our services. And we believe we'll be a blessing to you. So pray for us. And we have had a good vacation Bible school. That was last week. And uh, had the children and the uh, adults that helped us did the great one of the greatest Bible conferences I've had through all these years, the excitement among the children was almost unbelievable. How that they really got into the program and how they exalted the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're, we're grateful what God's doing in our church. And we'd certainly like for you to come and be a part of it, either by visitor or on a permanent basis, whichever way would certainly be a blessing to us. Now today we'd like to uh, let you hear a song, uh, maybe a couple of them, that'll be sung by my wife, who I feel like does a good job, because I feel I know her, I know her life, and I know that these songs are not just something that occupy her time, but these are songs from her heart, and she lives these songs, and so I appreciate it very much. So as she sings, you pray for us, all right? I went to church again today I looked at all the fine array Not many little faces did I see They must be taught 
from the storm they must have Jesus in their hearts oh where are the children where are the children is Satan stealing them away are we too blind to see today Where are the children? Remember Jesus said it best When I return will I find faith Oh, where are the children? Where are the children? When at last we've run our race who'll be there to take our place will the house of worship just fade away amazing grace and it won't be long when we're gone who'll sing those songs oh where are the children cry for the children not so many years have passed but the changes they've been vast this world grows more wicked every day when we get to heaven and we look around will our children there be found Oh, where are the children? Pray for the children. Is Satan stealing them away? Are we too blind to see today? Oh, where are the children? Remember Jesus said it best When I return will I find faith Oh, where are the children? Where are the children? Is Satan stealing them away? Are we too blind to see today? Where are the children? Remember Jesus said it best When I return will I find faith Oh, where are the children? Where are the children? Pray for the children Cry for the children, for they are our children.
he came home from work last night to find that she had gone now he's spending his first sunday sitting in the pew alone there are whispers all around him his heart breaks in two he's wondering who will reach out and help him make it through who will be jesus to him who'll show the love that restores him again he doesn't need a judge he needs a friend who will be jesus to him she has a reputation like the woman at the way the only love she ever knew was the kind she buys and sells but her thirsty heart is searching for a love that will be true the savior cries for her to see himself in me and you who will be jesus to her who'll show the love that's Will she see in us the mighty God we serve? Who will be Jesus to her? Wounded people everywhere. And when they look at us, do they see Jesus there? Sweetheart, wasn't that great singing, great songs? Where are the children? You know, I can hardly help when I hear that song. Tears fill my eyes. Because you know, our children are our future. They are our tomorrow. Seems like many churches that I know of are vacant of children. And then in many churches, the children are not there to fill the pew. 
to worship God, to hear of God is used to be. Many of them are programmed into some youth program and they go to have fun. They go to get entertained. They many times do not go and hear the word of God. And my heart goes out to the children of today. And I thank the Lord for that song. Also, it talked about who will be Jesus to them. Now, this is not suggesting that we take Jesus' place in helping and doing for someone because we can't. But what this is saying, we are the hands, the feet, the mouth, the ears, the arms of Jesus. And as Jesus through us reaches out to touch and be concerned about some poor soul or some lost soul or some person who is God's child who is withering away and uh, uh, defeat many times. So I say to you today, let those songs grip your heart who are our children. And who will be Jesus to those out there as Jesus was to the woman at the well. As Jesus was to the woman who was taken in adultery. Will, be the, will we be a Jesus that will tell them the story of Jesus' love and how he died for them? Let me remind you and invite you to our church, Beulah Land Church. We thank God for what he's doing in our church. We just, as I've told you in the beginning, we just got through the Great Vacation Bible School. Many lives was touched. We're now in the midst of a revival on a continual basis, actually. We've had a week revival services as you hear this program. We'll have only three services left. That's tonight, Saturday night. Oh, it's not the devil's night, my friend, because you know what? God made it all. And it's only the devil's because folks are willing to give it to him. Tonight, we're looking for a great time. Brother Roadheaver is going to be with us from New Boston, great man of God. He wrote the material for our vacation Bible school, and we instrumented it in one of the greatest I've been in. Also, he's a great man of God, and he has got a great heart for missions. He goes to Mexico as a mission uh, to carry stuff for them. He, he cooks and raises food and, and goes out and gathers stuff and sells it and sends the money. That which they can't use in Mexico, he sells it. Over near New Boston, he ha he's going to have a garage sale. He says it's the mother of all garage sales. Folks at churches all across the land where he's going to preach and revivals have given him stuff to carry to the mission field. He carries them down there by the trailer loads. But he's got a lot of he's going to not carry it, but he's going to sell it and carry the money because they need money also. So he's going to have a week-long garage sale. And I'll be telling you about it next Sunday in detail. So listen to me carefully, all right? I know especially those of you around New Boston would like to go because it's going to be an all-week affair. It's going to be a great thing. And all the proceeds, he's got all kinds of jellies, jams, all kinds of stuff. He's cooked and prepared himself. Tamales, um, hot tamales, good gracious. He has cooked and prepared, and he's gotten stuff from all across these churches uh, and that he's, that's been donated and, and brought to him and he's going to sell a lot of it to send the money. I promise you, I know this man. Every dime that he gets out of this will go to the mission field into Mexico so you'll want to have a part in this. So let me talk to you a little bit today in remaining of this remainder of this program. Remember, Beulah Land Baptist Church, come visit with us. We'd love to have you. I want to talk to you today, and these songs, I think, built us up to it. I want to talk to you today about harvest time. I want to talk to you about harvest time. I'm going to reverse the scripture, Matthew chapter 9. 
in verse 36. Uh, here's, uh, here's what it says. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Beloved, talking to you today about harvest time because there is a harvest out there and you and I are called of God to go out and harvest it for his honor and for his glory. Several years ago when I was pastor at First Baptist Church Goodman, Arkansas, uh, we had those farmers out there that had those great plantations and had hundreds and thousands of acres of land. And I'm telling you, I didn't know that they made such big machinery. And I like to think about it, that they had fields of cotton, corn, rice, maize, and many other things they had out there. And you could drive for miles and miles, and that's all you could see in a cotton patch or soybean field or rice field, all you could see. And I, I'd watch those farmers as they would get ready uh, that, that because the harvest, they uh, they'd talk to me, said, Brother Hal, we got a good crop. God's been good to us. He sent us a lot of rain, and the crops are out there. They're plenteous, and it's getting about time for harvest. And I've seen those uh, farmers that begin to talk about uh, how they they're getting ready. Uh, they're getting ready for uh, prepared labors uh, uh, that they might ex put on extra hands that they might go out and gather the harvest. And so we feed, find uh, that we need to get started and we need to make ourselves ready and make, be made aware, see the urgency. Revival must come in order uh, for us to reach the harvest. You see, revival comes among God's people. We need to get a burden for lost souls, my friend. We Christians take light too lightly. We say, praise God, we're saved. We're on our road to heaven. Hallelujah. It'll be a wonderful time over there. But I'll tell you what, it may not be so wonderful when we recognize that all the loved ones and all the people that we could have won to him if we had been concerned. But we were not concerned. We were only concerned about our own self. But I say to you, beloved, today, we, we need the Bible says, if my people which are called of my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land you see only God's people can turn the tide of this sinful world today these the sinners out there they're not going to do anything for good they're going to go it's going to go farther and farther into the depth of sin you and I as God's people is the ones who have to turn around and go all out for God and quit playing church uh, just quit talking about it, but get busy and really expect, really to show the world that we do love them. Uh, like we talk about those farmers, they had, first of all, many of them had to repair the barns. Uh, you know, they had to sharpen up the sickles of the blades of all types of harvesting machine equipment that they used. They had to grease up the old equipment it set all winter, and so they had to grease it and get it ready. They replaced the dead batteries and they added to the storage bins, and, and they built new ones. And they got out the cotton pickers and the thrash, pea thrashers and, and the soybean thrashers. And they got it all together because they had a harvest. They could see it in the field. And they were getting ready for that harvest. And so they went out there uh, and they prepared for it. They had a big crop. They expected a good gathering, so they got ready for it. Sometimes in our churches, we have to improve our equipment. We have to reach out. We have to add new Sunday school classes. We have to get out more tracks. We have to pray harder, have to witness, and have to call folks 
by the way of the phone. And we find that we need to enlist more help. We need to talk to the Lord and ask the Lord to send labors in the harvest. And we find they, those farmers that sometimes their equipment was not uh, eloquent or not able, powerful enough to take care of their new crops. And, and, and so they, the little crops, uh, the little tools that they used to have, you know, I, I read about the fact that one day people used to farm. The Indians did, as I understand, with spades and shovels and ox and horses and mules. Now you're getting that in my day now. I remember the horse and the mule and then the Georgie stock, the turning plow. Oh, I tell you, you have to go whole round to plow one row. But then come the cultivators and those big old machines. And I've seen those old tractors running eight to 12 rows at a time. It looked like they was plowing a half of the field, but there was two and 300 uh, acre fields that they were plowing in. So they had to get to ready. And so spiritually speaking, it means that we are too are gonna have to get the old, uh, the old uh, instruments, the, the old things that we that gather in the crop, we're going to have to get them out and get to using. And I think about prayer. I tell you, there'll be no harvest unless we pray. But Bible tells us to pray. Bible tells us Christians want to pray without ceasing. We need to get back to the Bible. Bible reading God's word. We we and and we hear people today talking about the different things and the different doctrines, what they did believe. You know, they can't prove a lot of things that they believe in out of the Bible. They've just come to their own conclusion. They've got their own ideal is what it is and it doesn't meet up with the word of God. We need to begin to get on the phone, call somebody and tell them about the Lord. Invite them to church. Tell them about the revival. Get excited for God. We need to visit uh, some. Uh, well, we need to just get out and get started because the harvest is out there and it's left up to us to get them. If we don't get it now, it'll soon waste away. I remember we had to hurry as a boy to get in the crops uh, because the cotton, the peanuts and the things of that nature because we knew that winter was coming on and that soon waste away. The winds are blowing, the trials of persecution, of wilderness. I tell you what, it's not easy in one sense in this time to live for Jesus. There's so many temptations. There's so many other ways that seems to satisfy the mind and the pleasure of one's heart than really serving God. But I'll tell you what, beloved, we need to realize that God can carry us through the storms and there's no wind that can blow us away if we we'll put our trust in him so the winds are blowing and also the birds the air of the story reminds us of it they come and t take away the seed the birds of the air will devour them and and, and so uh, when we sow some seed fell by the wayside and fowls came and devoured them up i have seen the birds uh, and crows catch away the seed as sprouted up and and the corn and, and the melons and and peanuts in the shock. I've seen the crows and the birds come and destroy uh, the uh, uh, crops that we had. And this is typical of the false teachings today. Uh, there are those who have itching ears. They're folks most folks in one sense want to be taught. They want to hear. They want religion. They want somebody who they can worship. They want some place to where they can return uh, when they get in trouble. And so they're looking for something and the false cults comes along and draws them into uh, their uh, grips. And, the, the, and then we also talked about the frost. The frost is coming. I think this is winter. When we get, uh, we had to get it in before the winter got to our crops because we are made aware of uh, these things because in our churches, many of them are filled with formality. 
Formality has taken the day-to-day, -day, not spirituality, but formality or a program in many churches today. When you walk in, you're given a piece of paper, and you can tell exactly what's going to happen, what time, and who's going to do it. It's who's going to happen by. My friend, God doesn't have a place in a church like this. I know we're supposed to have a time to start, and we have maybe a program. We're going to have Sunday school and preaching. But I tell you what, to just pray and ask God to speak. So speaks uh, the other night. We had a service, and I didn't even get to preach. The Spirit of God moved in service and a number of souls come and joined our church. We dedicated our lives and united with our church. I tell you, that's what I like. I like for the Spirit of God to get in a service and you can't tell what's going to happen the next, but you just sit there uh, just excited, expecting God to do something at any moment and rejoicing as He does. I think about the bow weevils, the false cults, the fleshly living and I tell you what, the sodomites are working on the harvest. People in high places who have believed this is sin are now changing their minds about it. It may be a greater temptation for some than at others, but God can still have grace uh, to deliver. I, I, a man, if a man is born homosexual and he can't help it and he can't change, then God lied. The Bible said no infeminate nor abuser of themselves with mankind shall inherit the kingdom of God. Infimament means pervert or homosexual. If what some folks are saying is true, then some folks are born to go to hell. The Bible says whosoever will may come and take of the water of life freely. I tell you what, it may be a part of human, the birth of a human because of the sin nature of us, but a sinner. But he, God's grace is sufficient to save us and cleanse us from that type of sin as well as any other sin. So I say to you today, brother, the harvest out there is plenteous. You see, uh, we need to realize that we as Christians need to forsake the world and world of living. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, pigs. Pig will find a mud hole, fall in it, and feel right at home there. A sheep many may fall in the mud, but he will not rest until he finds water and washes himself. We're lacking in the Bible as in the sheep. I say to you, the harvest, uh, to harvest the crop, uh, we, it takes time, it takes money, it takes material, it takes labor. We've got to get the harvest while we can, for night cometh when no man works. It's going to take all of us. From the, the smallest to the greatest, will we shortchange God? What, what, uh, what does the harvest consist of? I'll not be able to finish this message, but let me touch you right here. What does the harvest consist of? It's like those songs. For some of you, the harvest is your husband or your wife. Are you listening? For some of you, the harvest is your son or your daughter. For others of you, it's uh, mom or it's dad. Some of you, it's your brother or your sister. For some, it's a grandchild or a grandmother or granddaddy. For some, it's a loved one or a friend. For Jesus, listen to me. For Jesus, the harvest is sinners. The good, the bad, the worst, the Pharisees, the hippies, uh, the, the rebellionists, the drunkard, the whoremonger, the whole world. Jesus died for them. There they are. Will you and I be Jesus? Will we go out there and tell them about Jesus? Or will we stay in our fine, comfortable homes and let the world around us die and go to hell? And may I remind you, beloved, those out there, the harvest that are dying, some of them, it may be your husband. He may be dying without Jesus or it's your wife. 
maybe just son, your daughter. Oh, I tell you what, I, I, I spent a lot of sleepless nights over my children until I knew that they were safe in the harbor. Until I knew that they were saved and testified that Jesus had come into their hearts. I feel like I'm speaking to folks today in Radio Land that you are saved. No doubt that you know that when you die, you're going to go to be with Jesus. But what about your loved one? What about your children? Have you prayed for them? Have you reached out to them? Have you taught them the ways of God by the way you've lived? Uh, do you carry them to church? You can't teach your children, your grandchildren, the ways of God when you won't go to church yourself, Grandma or Grandpa, Uncle Tom or Aunt Susie. In other words, if you teach them the ways of God, you teach them by your, your life. You don't teach but just exactly what you tell and what you talk, but you teach them by your walk. You can't teach them one thing and then expect them to walk thereby and then you live another way or you don't teach them the ways of Jesus. I say to you, beloved, the harvest is my loved ones, my neighbors, my friends, and I'm concerned. And even my enemies, you know. Jesus died for all. He died for the rich, the poor. He died for the black, the yellow, uh, whatever it might be. Jesus died for all. The Bible said uh, that he come to seek and to save that which was lost. Sinner boy, sinner man, sinner woman, right there in the audience today, will you let Jesus speak to your heart? Bow your head, sinner. Say it sort of like this from the depth of your heart. Jesus speaks to you. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I realize I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I'm in my rodeo. But I don't want to go. Jesus, you'll save me. Save me right now, Jesus. You believe that? From your heart, the Spirit of God touched you. Thank Him for saving you. Give Him, ask Him to give you grace to live for Him. And then, child of God, will you turn your life back to God to then realize that harvest is out there and the winds are coming, the winds are blowing, and that's going to be robbed if we don't get it. It's neither now or never. I pray you and Radio Land today that this message might touch your heart until next week at the same time. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name.